Okay, we're on. Am I audible? Am I? My? Do I sound like you can hear me clearly? Why can't you see me? Wave your hand. Yes, I see you move. I see you move. It works. Yay! Nobody <laughs> move. Nobody <laughs> move from where they are. Everybody, all of you are in the right place. <laughs> Hi, I worked a few odd jobs in the past seven years, and. Uh, the perk was that i was lucky enough to meet people from all around the globe and uh, there's a considerable chunk of them who i would call the travelers and some of them save up all year to go to the most beautiful corners of the world some of them just get up one day and decide to put a pin on the map and say okay i'm going to go there and some of them quit their desk jobs to go work and some of them pick work that will allow them to travel and i i live vicariously through all of their instagram feeds and this is take 20 your stories with shastri and i have aditi abhay coming on board aditi is a digital marketing professional and she you should check out her page she travels and she is someone who would much rather work in the mountains and live in the mountains and i'm trying to find out which type she fits into So I'm just going to add her on to this and see how it goes. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. I just made myself a cup of coffee because I realized I ran out of tea and I was you know freaking out before the show. I was like, oh my god. Yeah. What What do you have? I didn't see that. Pani. I mean, that's my best. 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 Yes. It is. I realized it's the true adult drink. It's not. It's not coffee or alcohol. It's just water. I. It makes a lot of sense. Okay. So, could you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Okay. I am a digital marketing professional, and I like traveling. I like scribbling my thoughts. Sometimes I put them out. Most of the times I don't. And um, yeah, that's about it. I mean, I live in Pune. I am uh, originally from Ujjain, MP. Okay. So I have been uh, outside. I've been living outside since last, uh, I think, twelve years, away from oh, my wow. parents. Okay. So yeah, that's about it. What's it like living away from them? Um, initially tough, but uh, mm-hmm. I, I think you get used to it. Right. And when was the first time you went on a trip anywhere? Oh, that. Uh, uh, I think I must be two years old. I I don't remember it uh, properly, but yeah, there are some pictures, and I think my parents took me to Shimla or Manali. If I'm not, uh, if I'm not wrong, yeah. I mean, yeah, there are and, some pictures. Yes. Right. And what made you? So you told me that you did started uh, traveling solo about ten years ago, right? Um, almost nine years ago, yes, yeah. So what what brought that on? What made you decide to go and decide that okay, I'm going to just check out this place? So I was working in Delhi back then uh, with Dhanik Jagran, and uh, this was two thousand or twelve, middle of two thousand twelve. Delhi was uh, not going through a good phase. I mean, the the country because the Nirbhaya case happened that time. Yeah. My parents wanted me to come home and I wanted uh, like I also like you know you could feel it like it's time to leave the city. 
So I just thought I yeah. might as well go to mountains once because definitely I was uh, closer to them. And uh, yeah. I think I didn't have a lot of savings with me back then because it was my first job. So uh, I just took some money and uh, took a, a, a very uh, budget-friendly trip to Parvati Valley. And that's about it. I think uh, after that, I really felt conscious and I really... Uh, I mean, I started saving more for my travels and it just felt like I have to be around mountains twice or thrice in a year. And yeah, yeah, I think since then my efforts have been uh, escaping back from the city, mountains, coming back and planning and seeing how well it goes. That's that's pretty cool. I've never done that because, you know, I've always, I think I've told you this in person also. I can count all the cities I've lived in or been to on my fingers. So what, when you say uh, that you wanted to go back to the mountains, even while we were talking, you told me that, uh, you know, if I had to pick between a mountain and a beach, I'd pick the mountain. I'm trying to yes. understand where, where this debate started of, you know, mountain or a beach. I, it, it's become too cliched now. I mean, I like going to the beaches. I have been to most of the supersonics back on the yeah. sands. But I think yes. it's only for the festivals. Like a beach vacay is good for two, three days. Uh, I think that's about my uh, cap around the beaches. Uh, I don't know. It's just a feeling of, uh, uh, it's a homely feeling in mountains. Right. So that's a personal preference it's from what I get. Yes. Right. And I know you're a music buff. So do you have any stories where, you know, your world of music and your world of travel intertwine? Uh, it did a couple of times. Uh, I remember uh, it was uh, 2014 and above and beyond were traveling, you would know, yeah. to Goa, yeah. to headline Supersonic. And uh, yeah. I was, uh, for a brief period of time, I was living in Bombay. I was not working. I, I was not employed back then. Uh, yeah, I think for a few months. I wanted to visit to, I wanted to uh, attend them in Goa. And uh, that was my first solo travel to Goa. Before that, I'd always gone with friends and, you know, you, you, you don't usually go to Goa on your own. I mean, I've not heard of a lot of stories. So, mm. um, I think, yeah, that was it. I kind of had a hard time convincing my mom. I made a big hand sign of Above and Beyond's album, We Are All We Need. And uh, yeah. took the bus and, uh, yeah, I was in Goa. It was... Um, it was different. It was great. I met a lot of people. I'm friends with them. Um, most of them, they live in Bombay. And uh, it's yeah. like we meet each other in the gigs. There was, uh, there was one time when I had traveled solo. And uh, um, the second time, I won't call it uh, solo solo. But uh, it was when uh, Above and Beyond were performing in Hong Kong. This was two years back. Yeah. I yeah. was lucky to win a ticket from Jet Airways in Submerge. I saw, so, I saw. I saw yes. it those many years ago before I even met you. And I was like, who is this girl? How is she so lucky? Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was just lucky. And I won the contest because I put a picture of a mountain food of Dal Chawal. You will not believe it. That's about what? it. That's how I... Yeah. Submerge had this contest where they had to pick up... Uh, a winner from Twitter and Instagram and you have to get yeah. a picture of the most authentic food that you've tried. And I mean, I had that picture, which was nicely, the, pers the perspective was correct. And it was dal, chawal, chutney and sabzi. <laughs> and that's about mm. it. I think, yeah, I didn't think much while posting and I was lucky.
so yeah that was yeah. the second time I traveled to visit a festival and i had a lot of friends from mumbai who were traveling to hong kong but it was kind of solo kind of mixed both so yeah i think these two times coming back to goa i have never been to goa so and a lot of people you know they look at me and they wonder what is wrong with me but i mean just because I feel like I have blamed Dilshata and the Medina Milagi Zubara for the tourism of Goa and Spain. However, I want to understand uh, how safe is it for women to travel solo? This was a question that was sent in to me earlier, mm-hmm. and I want to get a little insight. How safe is it? Do you think it is? Uh, okay. So, uh, you know, as per my experience, I will talk about India first because. there's uh, i most of my experiences are within the country i yeah. have felt safe within the country but i will not lie every time i stepped out on my own there's uh, so there's one thing called travel anxiety which i think most of us have when we are uh, you know just on boarding a plane or sitting on a train but apart from that when you are uh, going to a new place you you kind of उटसाइडेंटेंटेंटेंटेंटेंटेंटेंटेंटेंटेंटेंटेंटेंटेंटेंटेंटेंटेंटेंटेंटेंटेंटेंटेंटेंटेंटेंटेंटेंटेंटे
the local support system that you uh, that you have around you when you're traveling is good for example if i'm taking a cab to a certain place and i'm comfortable sitting in the cab with the driver most people exchange numbers it's a way how they also earn their livelihood and you yeah. prefer traveling in the same you know uh, with the same person that you're comfortable yeah. with so yeah i think that's one of the things that uh, can be uh, that can be in your favor when you're traveling solo is look out to stay in hostels you can have your private accommodation in the hostel property as well plus there are so many people you meet you sit you talk you want to have your own solo plan you go wander in the city wander in the uh, uh, around the place you want to travel with them you make plans with them so i think it's pretty flexible like that right yeah. this so, thing happened when uh, so again uh, 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 with the uh, um, traveling and feeling safe sri lanka was another place which was extreme i mean i felt uh, it just felt like you know you know things here it's not yeah. something that you don't know and locals were extremely sweet they were they were helpful and in mm-hmm. some of the countries the locals don't interact much with travelers but i think that's okay whenever you get a chance to interact with them jump on it and talk Yeah, we have a question that asks: Do you have any plan in case you fall sick or you hurt yourself? Okay, so falling sick, staying in—I mean, that's the best plan. I know it's very difficult when you have days planned as yeah. to what you want to do, but you know you can't move. But at that time, you just have to stay in where you are and rest it out. In case you hurt yourself, so uh, so there are some cases uh, which I am very careful of. A, I don't go to hiking. I mean, I don't hike or trek anywhere which is you know which has a difficulty level of medium and high on my own. I will never mm-hmm. do that. I can mm-hmm. have a trek for two hours, two and a half hours, or a hike to the nearby place, which is okay. But knowing that you don't have anybody around you, it's only safe to not you know venture out on your own on a place where. you can get hurt you can fall weather is mostly unpredictable in these areas so yeah it's better to have somebody you can maybe go go with the people you're staying with or there is a local i mean there are uh, uh, the places where you stay they provide you facilities for local guides as well so okay. you can probably take one of them but yeah staying yeah. in resting it out feeling a little better hydrating and eating well wherever you are i think you that's that's important okay and in hindsight how would you have tackled your you know your a recent you know bad experience you may have had while traveling how would you if you're looking at looking back at it now how would you have tackled it differently um so there have been a couple of times when i was not uh, careful about the uh, timing as to when do i have to return Hmm. and i was literally shitting in my pants when i was on my way walking back to my guest house hmm. but on the way i was uh, uh, i did call my uh, the person i was uh, who was hosting me so i think taking care of the time as to when do you want to you know head back how much time the conveyance is going to take you is really important 
I know why I didn't get up on time because I was feeling so good sitting at a particular place and looking at a beautiful sunset. Sipping yeah. my tea, I did not get up. Yeah. So yeah, I think so. The one good part is I usually I don't uh, I don't know how to answer this as to how I would have done it differently because most hmm. my plans in a day are eased out. I am okay. not running from one place to another. I remember when I was in Hong Kong for above and beyond. I was there for five days after the gig got over. Hmm. On the paper, on the itinerary, the plan was power pack. I'm not kidding. Yeah. Out of those five days, I was just roaming around. Sometimes in the local markets. Sometimes I went out for shopping. I, I there's this beautiful Buddha uh, statue which is there. I'm forgetting the name. All my friends were scheduled to go out there. I didn't take the train. It's it's spaced out, so it's consciously yeah. thought of. I mean, I would not look back and do something differently. And uh, I, I I won't lie. There is a bit of FOMO. Yeah. Was there a lot? It still comes in. I mean, you just feel like you're missing out. But I think I have worked on upon it a lot to come to a place where I'm like, okay, I'm. Might as well chill for two more days. Might as well go around and go to the same cafe twice because yeah, they have good food and sit there and chill and talk and just don't know, yeah. just do what I feel like doing. So yeah, I think that's a good pointer. We have a question for uh, you know trips to the mountains. So Nida mm-hmm. asks, uh, would you say going with camping groups is better, or probably planning a trip just by yourself is better for trips to the mountains? I think both of them they're better. It's it's just like where you feel comfortable with going with camping groups is great because you meet fellow people who want to meet other fellow travelers like you. Yeah. So you know the kind of conversation that strikes in. It's it's beautiful. I I mean it's just so much more than just meeting somebody outside. I think yeah. it's it's about it's on uh, individuals' comfort. If you want to go on your own. Of course, start small. If you yeah. want to go with a camping group, great. I mean, just make sure that that's a, a, a valid organization that you're choosing, and you know they have done some prior camps and maybe just read their reviews. But yeah, camping group are fun. It's, it's a lot of fun. It sounds fun. I think. I think you'll probably end up meeting some people who you know change your life completely. They do. Yes, they do. They definitely do. So, is there an incident that taught you something that you know you never realized you had to learn? I think on top of my mind, I can think of uh, this thing in Sri Lanka. You meet a lot of travelers. I mean, uh, I met a lot of people on the train while doing the normal commute. So, especially stressing to that part of your question where you yes. just said that you don't think you need to learn. Yeah. I met people who are nurses at the hospital. I met somebody who was a tube driver, a train driver. I mm-hmm. met people. Uh, I met someone who was a technician. I met uh, people who, you know, I met so many people with different professional backgrounds that I never thought it's 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 all about conditioning how we have here. We're made to look down upon a certain professions, but. Right. go outside and meet them 
they just have the similar kind of stories and you know who are you what do you do also comes as a secondary thing hmm so opening up so many you know uh, i it i it's it's kind of a, a social topic i was hearing the other day like it's it's just the profession you don't have to look up or down upon somebody i think we hmm. do a lot of that in india and uh, everybody it's there it's imbibed there you just got to pick it up consciously out of your mind that it's okay it's just profession somebody could be a cab driver somebody could be a trainer i was so intrigued when i met this guy who was a tube driver and i did mm. for once i didn't even know what questions to ask <laughs> i yeah. mean yeah it's interesting and i just asked how the experience is like oh i enjoyed i mean great so i think opening up the perspective to uh understanding that everybody is doing the best in what they're doing they are meeting you at a place where you're also where you also come to travel they have a family they have a life they have a lot of experiences which may widen your horizon on things that you would not even sit down and feel a need ki yahan par you have to widen your thinking but it just happens i think meeting many people from many professional backgrounds is something i really enjoy well i'm glad you did it's i i do genuinely think you know you need to expand your horizons with the kind of people you meet and talk to or share ideas with it can't just be one particular field because exactly. you'll saturate yourself over time so coming back to you know the perks and the obstacles of traveling and so solo traveling what does solo traveling bring to the table in comparison with traveling with a group okay uh great that's that's a good question i think i was intrigued a few years back to see what it has in for store why is everybody talking about it of course there's no pressure but yeah there was one of the other reasons why i probably stepped out and uh, uh, so yeah i think uh, it helps you i'll i'll just tell you from a very personal point of view and most of these things are cliched but they are extremely extremely true a lot of times you know um, you don't know where you really feel comfortable because you have yeah. been living between people you have a strong support system it yeah. really teaches you a lot about your own self i will only come to know if i'm mentioning out on my own right a lot of people when they are traveling solo they do uh, there is a difference prefer, uh, difference of preference that people have when they want to stay in a particular place when uh, so my preference is i usually want i like staying in hostels for i think 50% of my trips because mm-hmm. there's this part of meeting so many people and you know the initial days of being in a place if you're in your in a good company you tend to explore the place more yeah so um yeah i mean you learn about uh, learn about yourself a lot i mean that's that's one there's a huge boost in confidence hmm. it's 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 so real like you may have not even done something great in your day but you may just feel like wow i'm on the top of the world just yeah. because you're feeling good about whatever you're doing a simple act of choosing a place to go and visit and being there is it sounds small it's a big deal to you know get yourself yeah 
ready and be there with all the precautions and all the research it's a big deal so it definitely boosts yeah the confidence boost up is great and uh, there's nobody to nag around you can sleep for however long you want <laughs> you can eat how much ever you want there is there is no complaining you can probably sip 10 cups of coffee or tea read whatever you want wear yeah. whatever sit in whichever way you want there's i mean you can just be on your own it's just fun and i mean uh, uh, some problem a lot of people face is that they're bored uh, that's yeah. like two kinds of people you would know like a kind of category who's bored and people who are not which is fair i mean uh okay if you're bored then step up explore yeah so your plan is your own you don't want to go out don't go out you want to go out great go out you want to experience something do it you want to talk to somebody do it uh, yeah it also helps you feel uh, a lot of people are shy i am shy when i'm outside because it, it it's not very natural to get up and talk to somebody not here at yeah. least or we just see it on sitcoms that people do that i mean while traveling uh, the one good thing is that you feel a little less shy because there are so many people who come and talk to you and just because they would want to know more about you because the travelers like you so i think yeah meeting people and again the perspective that their story is open to you is, is a good enough deal to try solo traveling once and it's 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 like to each his own experience uh, i may have tons of experience experiences with solo traveling i may not be able to you know they may not be clicking but i've met some beautiful people while traveling and uh they connected to me over social media uh, a couple of i have met a, a few people i think 7 8 years back and i am they're great friends with me like one in the close circle yeah yeah you told me a story about uh this beautiful lady that you had met and uh, how you guys planned the trip together and all but it sounds very lovely it really yes. does i i mean i didn't uh, so she lives in australia i'm mm. not sure whether ali is watching this or not but uh, i met her in hong kong and um, she uh, was eager to try vegetarian food with me in hong kong which i was dying to eat so i was very sweet of her and we were discussing and i just invited her that you should come to india we'll go to mountains and i think four months after that next thing we know is that we met in delhi she yeah. had booked tickets and then we went to the mountains and now in april on april 1st she was supposed to land in delhi again we were supposed to go oh, no. but couldn't so yeah what happens to me so met few I have met good people yeah I don't talk to all of them but it's a good thing. Yeah I'm I'm glad you had that experience someone just asked whether you plan on uh, vlogging your journeys Okay that's a that's a good I mean no thought about it I mean honestly I have a DSLR I remember buying it with my hard earned money but with all this light packing and uh, you know not carrying a lot of stuff i kind of don't even carry that but yeah maybe uh, i've never uh, 
honestly sat down and thought about it i just click some pictures and make some videos from my phone i should try i i think i'm you should maybe start vlogging from your phone or something i feel like you i love your photos they're so colorful and vibrant and like i said in the beginning i live vicariously through your instagram thank i love it thank you i love it so much how important is it to travel light it is extremely important because you know there are times when uh, okay coming from okay i think traveling light i still don't know how to travel like <laughs> learning and to yeah. be honest every trip that i've taken i have made like the simplest of mistakes of not carrying the right gear not carrying the right shoes carrying ankle length socks when you have to hike things like that which you should not experiment with you know because you're right. actually traveling kilometers away from your place so might as well travel the right thing and travel light it is really important because there are times when uh, if you're going in the interior places which uh, uh, yeah i mean places where your cabs and your uh, buses or your autos won't go and you have to hike down to that beautiful homestay you have booked because you want that view and you want that entire comfort you got to carry your own stuff i mean i don't really like asking somebody else to carry it and uh, there are a lot of localites who voluntarily would want to carry it because then you pay them it's one of their jobs but no you have to carry it everywhere so you got to be ready to carry your bag for one or two hours i mean keep that in mind and travel accordingly it's it's it gets difficult because uh, yeah i mean i'm still learning how to travel light and how to kind of uh, not keep things which are not really required might as well repeat your clothes for a while you should not carry a new one every day because that really doesn't matter it's just like well, it's fun to pack things because you're so excited about your travel you go do shopping you, you, you yeah it's 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 natural but it is important to mostly in the mountains if you're going uh, if you're going to a city if you're going to another country i think it shouldn't be a problem you can because yeah, yeah there, there's a lot of uh, that the infrastructure is such that there will be people or you will have a vehicle to drop you to the doorsteps but if you're traveling in valleys and uh, places which are not uh, um commercial then uh, it's it's important. okay speaking of the mountains someone just asked what is the best place best place in the mountains for a solo traveler to go okay um in so himachal and uttarakhand they have the connectivity from delhi is uh, relatively good you mm-hmm. can uh, probably travel to either of the states you can start with going to rishikesh if you like you can you will have to study a bit about what kind of place you want to be in do you want to visit a commercial place or do you want to visit a small hamlet village you know tucked far away from a lot of tourists just because you want to experience that kind of uh living for some days okay. i think according to that you can choose any of uh, any of the places in these two uh, states northeast is also good yeah i've heard rave reviews about meghalaya yes it's good it's just that the connectivity from delhi everywhere is pretty simple to understand and 
I think yeah, north and northeast. Pick up any state; it's also beautiful. Just make sure that you know where. Do you know the kind of you? Uh, you know, before heading out, you have to know the kind of experience you're looking for. Some people may not like visiting uh, places around the uh, traveling time of the year, where there are a lot of tourists. Right. Some people yeah. might want. a little calm and quiet and i think yeah. india offers a lot of places where you can actually go easily come to think of it okay solo traveling in goa not for partying but exploring goa is a beautiful thing explore yeah. goa it's really beautiful goa in monsoons is beautiful Hampi. I've not been to Hampi. I have my friends have gone there. I've heard about that beautiful place. So pick up the place which is the most nearest to your uh, hometown or the place where you're working or uh, which is the most nearest to where you live, and try it. I mean, just make sure that you're in your comfort when you're going because it's only over time yeah. that you uh, you know you will have the confidence to travel far off. So yeah, travel in your comfort, travel uh, around. Yeah, I think that makes uh, a lot of sense. Uh, what's your take on people thinking uh, of overseas destinations on when they're talking travel and not thinking about traveling around their own country? Oh, I can be biased here. Um, I mean, it's it's see. it's on an individual how they would like to plan their travel because i know all of us they put in a lot of hard work a lot of savings a lot of planning goes into how they would like to you know spend those 8 10 15 days i think it's it's yeah. uh, it's uh, individual choice where they want to explore how they want to explore because as i said a lot of time and effort goes in the planning being biased i think people who have not traveled india enough which i also have not even traveled a part of india but i know it's so beautiful and it just surprises me every time be it the north india yeah. north east southern side of it however i have not traveled to the south india properly but uh, yeah i think uh, give india a chance it's it's lovely it's lovely it's yeah. beautiful people are beautiful I uh, You know, one of the things uh, that I have seen, I remember uh, being in a corporate office where people are loud around you, shouting, "Kisi ko galia pad rahi hai, kuch ho raha hai," all these things. Yeah. When I was working with an NGO in mountains in uh, Uttarakhand, uh, it was a nice wooden setup. I saw people working there with the utmost of politeness and. I couldn't believe. I mean, some some work was not done, and it's like a boss talking to the person who was yeah. supposed to do the work, and she was so humble. And I kept looking at her, and I'm like, "Lady, how are you so patient? You got to print these things out tomorrow. The work is not done." But people are so polite and so humble. It just uh, it just makes you want to sit back and reflect as to. is it really that important to stress yourself every time for mm. even the just of things that people do in the cities and i mean i do that a lot and 
you have to consciously think of not reacting that much and uh, yeah but do you think responding or you know actually reacting rather than responding is something that's come from you know living in a city where you want everything instantaneously you know you want your food fast you want your work done fast you want your deliveries fast you want a client to approve or design fast or anything yeah because patience to kahin nahi hai na i mean nobody really is sitting down with a bucket of patience you have to yeah. keep reminding yourself to be patient that's not uh, i mean a very few people i have seen they have the patience imbibed in them imbibed in them i mean because everybody else is rushing i uh, i mean i am Uh, the way i would rush my mornings to make sure i am at work on time is different i mean you're rushing for your breakfast come on you're supposed to sit down at least for yeah. 15 minutes and mindfully eat it and yeah. you know i think uh, people uh, i think it's a very rushed up uh, setup that a lot of us have built around us unintentionally and we really don't know where to start from if we want to unclutter it you know i mean there's your gadgets there is a there are tons of mails that you have to do there is existing work that you have to do as you said designs approvals changes and with the lockdown yeah. the work has increased everything has increased so uh, yeah i think uh, met life in metros and of course in tier 2 cities it is rushed up uh, i all of us are living that i mean let's be very honest about it we're just so worried about what next and how to wrap this particular thing as quickly as possible so you're free but you're not really free you're you know filling that free time with something else so yeah, yeah i think uh yeah that's why i mean go travel and see people living slowly it's it's just that they see people just chilling full day i mean i, I don't mean that don't work hmm. i mean yeah but be a little conscious about how you plan your time and don't rush into the things that are lying ahead because there are 10000 things and there's only so much time so anyways you're not yeah. going to do everything on your own but yeah just probably take it one by one I want to understand what is uh, the one place you want to go to as soon as the lockdown lifts. I think Uttarakhand was on my. Uh, uh, we were supposed to go to Uttarakhand. I really want to go to Vietnam. I have not been there. Vietnam and Cambodia. Plans were there, but nothing happened. So one of these two places. Uh, people laugh when I, you know, give them two distinct places. But yeah, uh, that's the truth of the. matter i mean either this or that either maybe another country or maybe in uttarakhand yeah it was that uh, that was the uh, last thing on my mind and i've also not been to uh, arunachal pradesh and uh, oh that it seems beautiful from the photos yes that's one of the places that uh, i think needs a little more planning and uh, uh, yeah I think I don't have any planning in place, but yeah, maybe someday I would like to go there as well. Okay, so also you you know spoke about going to picking a hostel to travel. Why would you pick that over a luxury hotel? Okay, so as I said that, uh, uh, so my uh, over time I have started uh, 
you know devising my itinerian plan in a way that a part of it is budget and a part of it is sort of luxury i mean of course if i am taking only one holiday in year and if my budgets allow me i would want to hmm. probably live luxuriously yeah but if i mean it's it's a choice a lot of people prefer budget travel over the luxury travel i mean it's a, it's completely an individual choice for me what helps is as i said if i am at a place for 6 days and if i'm living in hostel for 3 days i am not on my own i am not okay come to think of it i have been there on i have gone there on my own but i always have fellow travelers around me right i yeah. mean somehow the places the hostel uh, uh, has i have uh, been living in i have like tried hostel i think the first time it was in 2011 or 12 it was a good experience and i think it's just uh, you just feel a little more comfortable in your uh, head space i mean tomorrow if i yeah. wake up i will go out and find a couple of people who are make uh, uh, discussing what to do about the day you can maybe tag along with them or maybe from their experience choose where you want to spend the next 2 3 days So I think it's about the comfort, and I think uh, for a couple of days I would want to be on my own. So it's yeah. like initial half of the week, or let's say four or five days, you're exploring, you are uh, walking the place, you are just all out about seeing the new place. Last couple of days are for relaxing, where you actually feel that you have taken a vacation, and there's no stress to run from one place to another. So I think uh, it's just the comfort that I have with uh, some of the places, and especially if I'm going to a place for the first time where I have not gone before, Zostuls is a first choice. If I have gone somewhere before and uh, I'm revisiting it for the second or fourth time or the third time, then I would uh, live in a place which is I would just probably select a good guest house or a hotel that has the local feel to it. Right, and how do you chalk out your traveling budget? And have you ever have you stuck to it at every moment? No, not ri- literally. Like to the point that we have uh, that I have stuck to it. Um, it's just that you have your broad budget in place. You know that your travel is going to cost you X. You know that your uh, food and other activities are going to cost you X. So the one thing, according to me, where I can adjust is my stay. For the days I know that I'm going to be out in the city, out in the mountains, or in the village, or wherever I am, I would not prefer staying at a traveler's suite or a hostel or a hostel or a place where you know. Yeah, I mean the the days when I'll be on the city on my food for a lot, I won't prefer. Uh, staying uh, i will prefer staying at these places and um so as i said for me it's like 60 70% of the budget is uh, of the travel is budget travel remaining 30 40 is a kind of luxury travel where you know you just chill and not do much so i haven't uh, i've i've never gone overboard with my budget because you hmm. know on so okay it's 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 again it's a person to person choice some people can not compromise in their sightseeing experience i get it it's totally fair you are out there you want to have a good time great 
some people cannot compromise in where they're staying yeah. so i think it's it's how you have to kind of balance it uh, personally i don't think i have stuck to the budget to the t thoda bahut upar niche hota hai but uh, not going over the board right and you know most of us in india we have we are blessed with parents who are worried even if we don't sleep a good night sleep and so you know forget you know discuss, discussing about traveling to another place without them being around irrespective of how old we are so did you have something like that with your parents and did that change over time about my parents being okay with me uh, yeah really oh yeah i i uh, my mother is still the one person i have to convince every time that i have to travel with friends or solo um <laughs> it's uh, it's very cute you know how parents sometimes uh, react like the first time when i told her i'm traveling on my own of course so i was uh, working in the uh, so i took up a volunteering job in the mountains because i wanted to be there for a month and i didn't mm. want to be not doing anything like i wanted to help i wanted to just you know probably work with a couple of the ngos so I was so confident when I spoke to my mother, uh, and I just said that yeah, everything is uh, sorted. My stay is sorted. There's work. I'll be busy. This that. Honestly, the work bit was sorted. The stay bit was not sorted. Me reaching to that village from the nearest railway station, uh, which is Kardgudam, it's in the Uttarakhand, and I had to reach to. Uh, I had to go to this village called Satoli. It is. Okay. Uh, i think 2 hours from nenital one and a half or 2 hours from nenital those things were not sorted but uh, yeah i think i kind of uh, got her confidence that things are sorted and i was connected with her every time i don't want to give her each and every detail of things which is not planned i mean come on you're not the only human being traveling there right there are public transport yeah. you know you can figure your ways out maybe you just don't have the pin on it my mother is one person who needs to be really really uh, convinced before she feels okay about it and even till date i think uh, i have figured out the way it works with her if i have to travel somewhere after a month i have to start talking about it for next 20 days that's how it is i have to say <laughs> that's yeah. an interesting uh, way way you that you realize that pattern and you know help that so uh, coming to you know traveling solo and everything that it brings with it there are a lot of people who you know so like you also for example uh, who you know dream of going and living and working in the mountains or working in a remote space of travel so how how do you think people can do that I think one of the things which I have also done in the past, when I first wanted to live there for a month, is reach out to the NGOs. There are umpteen number of organizations working in the smallest of the small villages in India, everywhere. A lot of uh, experienced volunteers are working with them. Maybe reach out to them, and when uh, you're reaching out to them, might as well, you know, the good I, the good part is to tell them yourself that how you'll be. a good help to them i mean the yeah. recruitment process is not like how we usually have in the cities just to you know it's just to, it takes a simple mail and 
understanding of the work that these guys do maybe you can take care of their communication maybe you can write something for them maybe you can handle their social media you can create some content for them videos audios if you have a new idea with it you can do that so most of these places they uh, provide so uh, most of them they don't pay you but because it's a it's it's a volunteering work but they definitely provide you a place to stay they take care of your food some places they ask you a minimum uh, charge to pay i think which is fair but uh, yeah i mean just reach out and volunteer in uh, any of the npos they do organize a lot of activities the activities like educating villagers on things activities like running a cleanup drive so i think uh, people can be a part of that and volunteer for a couple of months if they can do for more great they can also talk about a permanent uh, job at that particular ngo or npo after volunteering when they are kind of you know when there's a comfort level between both the parties so i think that's one of the ways where uh, people can really do that how to live there long time is something that i also want to do and i really it's just a it's it's a very tiny dream that someday i'll be able to live there and work for long at least 6 7 months in a year if not uh, completely 12 months but i think that's something that i'm also on my way to figuring it out now let's see someone had asked in uh, the previous video uh, how you finance your travel do you okay. save in advance or do you have a particular you know what's your approach towards financing your travel so uh, it, it's funny because uh, it's only after i traveled solo for the first time my outlook towards saving money changed okay to an extent that i will not buy a beautiful looking jacket in zara which may cost me 8000 Hmm. but i may think that i can buy a to and fro ticket to delhi when i want to travel next to the mountains so right i think it's it's just the experience that it gave me kind of this is one of the examples that i'm telling you it's not that uh, i don't buy things i don't go overboard with buying things which right. uh fix some i mean retail therapy for me does not work i cannot go and buy things because i'm not feeling good i don't want to buy things because they're on sale sometimes i do not every time uh honestly as a person i don't like stepping inside the malls because somehow my top limit for being in the mall is 40 to 50 minutes so okay. i think, uh yeah i think that's my my approach towards saving has been changed after i had traveled first there's so much that you can see with and you don't need to really save a lot you don't need to like you know it's it's i've i've uh, some people tell me that how can you uh, you know be in a so in so and so place for 20 days i mean oh it's just about how you plan it maybe just don't uh, maybe just have a cap of saving for two months and see if that's possible for you to do and it's okay i mean i've been in parvati valley for the uh, Parvati Valley is in Himachal. I have been there initially when I was out of job. I had some bits of savings with me, and I think I exploited them to the last coin. 
so i was there for uh, i think 8 or 9 days in um 8 or 9000 i think 9000 which is also on a higher cap i have met people who have stayed for 10 days in delhi 3000 because they are okay to spend in a certain way like for me i cannot yeah i mean i i don't mean that uh, you just have to save just see your bare minimum comfort and go about it and probably uh, if you want to travel overseas i think the saving starts up with your money if you want to travel in the country i think you can save for uh, i mean yeah the states the travel in india is really not uh, it's it's manageable it's, it's i'll say budget travel it's just not how you choose to travel like if you have less savings maybe you can take a plane take a train if you are okay spending you know plane if you want to reach there early have one more day to explore pick that so i think having a cap on your savings is really important cutting down extra kharchas which which i'm i'm not saying don't enjoy don't have fun oh by all means go out have parties meet friends do everything just maybe be a little conscious start small maybe start with saving for uh, 5000 a month if not more or maybe little lesser and see where else you can save so yeah it 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 is in my mind every time to save for traveling i mean i don't want to land up at a place where i have time and i don't have money to probably book an overseas flight i mean yeah that's the that's the idea and there are umpteen number of blogs on the internet they literally break down the expenses and finances like if you want to plan a five day travel from delhi or from bombay they kind of break it down so you kind of have an idea that if you're going to x place and you want to live luxuriously this is your money that you want to spend then you work backwards towards how you want to adjust i didn't know these existed i would have definitely checked them out i would love to yeah i think supporto also i mean i check a lot of blogs but supporto kind of break down their expenses and their itineraries and yeah so it's it's helpful it's pretty good what's a travel blog that you really enjoy following because i know i like for india i like rani and bati i don't know if you've heard of them on youtube i'm i have no not really not so they were assistant i think they worked in the film industry and they were uh, working as ads and they quit mm-hmm. their jobs and went and live and you know packed their bags to manali uh, manali or shimla one of the two but they're there wow. and they're setting up their life and they're vlogging their travels wow. and my friend my friend actually introduced me to them and I, my god i just sat and i just you know traveled all of that by just watching it i mean as sad as that sounds i have But, massive respect for people who vlog because It kind of looks easy, but it's not. I mean, so much planning, and then they put together and give you a nice, beautiful itinerary. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. Someone, great. Someone just asked, uh, "What is one second? Uh, please ask which is what is Adi's favorite uh, mountain place for a trip? For a what's your favorite mountain place to go to for a break?" One second. Um. So there's a 
So you you know this thing happens with some people that you don't want to reveal the name of the place sometimes because you're so you're so possessive about it. The place is yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I don't want to make people to make a joke. Yeah. No, no, I'm not in second place. Sorry, I I think I lost you. Give give the second favorite. It's okay. Oh, second okay. Okay. Um. So Himachal is my most favorite. Uh, I, I'm gonna, mm-hmm. I'm gonna be smart and because Zainul's right. Why you can't pick one? Anyways, I'm gonna be smart and not give the you know the name. Yes, Himachal is. Uh, I love going to Himachal. Uttarakhand is also beautiful, but I think Himachal is somewhere where I kind of uh, like going. Parvati Valley is beautiful, and by Parvati Valley, I do not mean the soul. It has gone to brains. I don't mean that. Himachal Jibhi Valley is a place where yeah, Jibhi is the name. I just feel like okay. it feels home. Okay. It's home. Uh, someone else. Oh, there's, there's one more Sorry? place. I think that needs ah. to be uh, that more and more people need to be there and uh, see that place. Oh. Uh, Kalpa, I'm not sure if a lot of people have heard of it or not. I've heard of it, yeah. Yes, it's in uh, Kinnor Valley. And it's it's just heavenly. I mean, you know, uh, it's funny when some places, they make you feel, they make you feel like you're not worthy of being there. It's that beautiful. It's like you are kind of coming there and spoiling the beauty of it. Because if it gets exposed to more and more people, I mean, it's beautiful, but uh, if people are traveling consciously, it's great. But I think Kalpa is one of the places which is... I have been there once last year. It's a long journey from Shimla. So you take 10 hours to reach Shimla from Delhi. And Kalpa is more 14, 12 to 14 hours from Shimla. But beautiful valleys, beautiful way, driveway. And you just... Uh, it's just heavenly. I think that's one place which is my uh, favorite, and you really need a lot of efforts and time to reach there. So yeah, you can't, you know, you you can't have just two three days and expect to find that beautiful place. I think the more interior you travel, the more beautiful it gets. So Kalpa and Parvati Valley, these two places. Three. I can't pick one. So speaking of, you know people being more conscious or, you know, you wanting to protect a place. There's a lot, I have, you know, a lot of reports that I have read about people littering or, you know, just spoiling places which are not, uh, you know, not con- completely concrete yet. Let me put it that way. Uh, for example, even I, from what I know, I think Sunburn and Supersonic were cancelled because of the way people littered the beaches in Goa. Yes. Or... And I'm sure there's something like that that happens with the mountains as well. So how do you think people can be more mindful about how they are treating the places they visit? Uh, it's, it's pretty sensitive, you know, this entire topic, because uh, while you were talking about this, you were asking this question, in my mind, I played more than four instances where people have littered and the other conscious travelers have picked up the stuff that they have left and stuffed it in their pockets and you know placed it in the bin. Yeah. 
it's really important you know you got to respect the place where you're going you got to have respect for the local community and it's extremely basic i mean come to think of it people don't litter in their own house i mean nobody likes that kachra lying there in their own house they may just avoid it for some time but they'll pick it up and throw but they'll pick it up just so right outside somebody else's house it's that you know that why do that i especially in the mountains especially so i have worked with uh, one of the organizations in cobit they go by the name waste warriors they're doing a beautiful job they are they're doing such a good work so our job was to go door to door and explain people about wet waste and dry waste and those people were so sportingly i mean the, the people were not really educated like us city people they are just yes. they have most of them they have their own composting on the back of their houses yes. yeah and while waste warriors would educate them they would also collect wet waste and dry waste separately and then we would have the big vessels to collect them and keep it on the back of the vehicle and then probably you know travel to another uh, uh, local village and so there's no documentation in these places you just have a sheet of paper you kind of uh, tick down that okay these 50 places are there in this village you've kind of visited to all the places so when people are taking so much efforts a lot of volunteers are taking so much efforts to keep the community clean to keep the space clean i really don't understand why the educated travelers can't keep it clean i'm really yet to find a place which is so clean where i don't find a waste a packet lying on the ground yeah it's it's it just makes me angry i am not uh, it just makes uh, yeah it's you don't want to be angry when you're out there right having your own time it's it's it makes you angry to that level where i mean personally i really do not mind picking the dry waste of anybody and if i see anything lying around i may be coming from a hike i may be tired i may have my backpack i may not be in the mood to do that but you know it's i think over years the mind has been conditioned that somebody got to see you picking up somebody else's kachra for them to feel bad and not do it again so it's very important to uh, i mean come on you the massive indoors carry a separate bag with you put the trash in so i'm i'm not so it's not about a particular city or a community but a lot of people when they travel to mountains from delhi they i get it it's a weekend you got to go you have like two days you drive down you come back i see alcohol bottles lying around packets of chips these that plastics everywhere i mean no that the least you can do is pick your own thing take it to the nearest bin so that's how i think one of the important parts of conscious traveling comes is uh, yeah i think a friend of mine to this road that bring your own garbage bag of course bring your own yeah. garbage bag i'm not saying that don't buy water bottles it's okay if really is a very gradual process of not having to buy the plastic bisluri bottle but maybe buy one bottle and then maybe refill it again yeah, yeah. and uh, just be conscious just be 
respectful of where you are and don't litter the place it's, it just spoils i mean more than spoiling the scenery it just spoils something in your head so bad that i mean it's i could just get up and scold people or not doing that and you know it's very important for others to see that it's not like that it's my way so i have definitely got to pick it but if there's a waste lying around it's an equal responsibility of somebody else also to pick it up and throw it you're far away from doing that in cities but i yeah, just just takes a small amount of consciousness to do it not much do you think the ripple effect of this can be made from you know practicing it in the urban sections and then it moving on towards people who are traveling to remote sections or do you think it will start with traveling tourists and then them taking it back sorry the Which second do you think would work? i mean so imagine trying to educate uh, urban dwellers or urban citizens right mm-hmm. uh, about waste management like even in pune for example like you said you know people traveling from delhi on the bombay pune highway it's always littered but it's also littered on the road to koregaon park yeah true. so do you think it makes more sense to start trav- uh, educating the people within the city and so that when they travel somewhere else they will you know take care of it because there's always that mindset that aap ghar mein gandagi kar rahe ho par kahi agar bahar desh mein jaoge to kuch nahi karoge aise and or do you think it makes more sense to educate travelers so that they take it back to their own respective cities what do you think would be more effective i think educating people in their own comfort when they are in the city is mm. really important i'm not saying that okay some people they they really don't care about littering around some people are so conscious but sometimes they, it may not click to them that how they can be more eco friendly right right so i think the more people are exposed to reading these articles the more people are exposed to uh taking part in these debates or you know online workshops or it's it's just about the perspective change i mean i may not know that okay i can do this as well you know until i read it somewhere so it definitely starts with uh, telling people in the city as to how they can kind of have to visualize your entire travel uh, uh, plan in your head it will take 2 minutes sit down and visualize it and maybe just keep an extra bag in your backpack but you got to be really uh, yeah, it's just about being conscious i mean yeah it's about being conscious and i think us like we city people the kind of education that we get i mean mountain peoples and people living in uh, mountain sorry mountain people and people living in the far off areas they're not even that educated but they understand what is needed for the environment yeah. we are we have a lot of resources at our disposal it's just i feel like if somebody talks to a hundred people about how to be careful while traveling in india outside india you know public transport mannerism private transport mannerism airport mannerism people will do it like it's just that they don't know how to do it. they don't know what all things yeah. they can take care of so i right. think i think we need more 
conversations around the conscious and sustainable travel more than anything yeah are there any resources available online so that people can teach themselves about it uh i uh, so there's one uh, this uh, very famous travel uh, content creator shivya she talks okay. a lot about uh, sustainable uh, traveling okay uh, i'm sure there may be other resources uh, i can't really have a list of them right now but many articles as to how you can be careful while traveling how you can you know it's like the search terms is like how you can travel with by with the least of the waste those terms like how to sustain how to travel eco friendly in an eco friendly manner so uh, a lot of a lot of content creators are talking about it and it's good a lot of people follow it once they come to know about it that okay this they can also do it may not be there in their minds beforehand but once they once somebody educates yeah people do except a particular section of people who really don't think ki unka kachra unko khud ko uthana chahiye they somehow think ki das log hai cheeze karne ke liye to ho jayegi yeah it's it's kind of it's changing i yeah. genuinely hope that changes over time it i do feel that yeah and moving on so uh jobs with travel and tourism make up to about 10% of the global gdp and now because of the pandemic that's going to really affect it and yes. you know it there was such a difference between you know hopping onto a train and traveling before the lockdown and to get somewhere mm-hmm. and now i think people will probably think twice before they you know right. set out to travel anywhere right so what do you think can because of the kind of livelihoods that depend on travel i want to understand what do you think will change with our attitudes towards travel one and also how can we help the livelihoods of these people as individuals okay yeah i think that's uh, it's pretty concerning because we have a few states in india whose major livelihood is through tourism a lot of people who don't i mean they depend all year round on tourism so the one thing uh, that will change is of course people will be more mindful of traveling right they will uh, when i say mindful uh, a lot will go in the planning mm-hmm. like you know uh, how how can i explain it okay suppose you have a day where you have to go from one city to another and you're squeezing in four cities in five days i think uh, yeah. the detailed itinerary is what i'm looking at would people will not travel in their city that much in the mode yeah. of communication the mode of uh, conveyance that you take would kind of be uh, be that much uh, people will be more conscious towards travel they will it's scary you know it's it's uh, it's worrisome and scary that you even have to make sure that where you're going to sit next is going to be the place which is safe so a lot of sanitization yeah. will also be in the picture uh, the hosts airbnb hostel world all these places they got to 
kind of make some change in their communication online because i think mm. uh, sanitization would become the hygiene and cleanliness would become one of the major parts of uh, travelers uh, one of the major things that travelers to read so they have to highlight yeah. as to how they are making sure that everything is sanitized and budget traveling uh, i think people will be a little more flexible towards uh, spending a little more money finding a place which is clean versus finding a place which is cheap and you know doable i think that's one of yeah. the things which also uh, kind of uh, which will definitely kind of change the mindset so and if i'm not wrong i think uh, domestic travel can will become uh, slightly better that's what i hope it will become slightly better by the by the end of this year but international right. travel i think we have uh, minimum a year or year and a half to kind of resume on that so right. i think people will think 10 times before venturing out and oh yeah road trips will be back people will prefer taking yeah. their own vehicles and going to the places as compared to probably booking a flight or taking a train or a bus yeah uh, like any public transport yes yeah and uh, i think it's going to become so conscious i well, like i'm imagining while i'm talking because i've i've really i've really never sat down and thought about it but uh, yeah it's, it's kind of uh, चलते <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, all my hopes again towards anybody who wants to go out and travel. But I just hope it's really safe. And I, yeah, I mean, shouldn't I mean you know you shouldn't be worrying after so many months. Also, there will be some worry, but you should cap the worry after ten twenty percent. Yeah, it should just be. It's it's kind of ironical. You want to feel free when you're traveling. just don't want to have things underline your uh, underlining your thoughts uh, i just hope i mean it you kind of asked me something i really don't know how it will turn out yeah let's hope it's all gets back to normal yeah i hope there will be one way to find out is to wait i guess yes so coming back to what you i told you that i'll ask you this question later in part 1 we spoke about living slowly so yeah. i want to understand what slow living is all about okay uh i'll okay so to start with i'll tell you the myths around slow living first because if you okay. want to understand it literally it's like slowing down your living that's how most people take it i mean my people around me people who are my friends it's a hard deal for me to explain them that slow living is not you know reducing your pace in doing whatever you're doing it's not that i'm sitting here on my couch and i don't want to move for like one hour 
Okay, I'm doing slow living. No. Is it not procrastinating? No, it's no. not procrastinating. It's definitely not procrastinating. It's a. Uh, it's a meditating. Sorry. It's meditating. No, no I'm not sitting on a couch. I'm not sitting on a couch for one hour and doing nothing because I do that. I just meditate sometimes. No, no. If that is, if that's, if that's making you feel a little better. If you're feeling yeah. energized by sitting on the couch and doing nothing, by all means, it is a part of slow living. But to okay. prove it a point that somebody is living slowly and they're barely not moving from a place or just doing three things in the day, no, not slow living. It's a mindset where you are conscious about how you're spending time. Okay. It's like you are not rushing to the next thing, hmm. and the. only thing beautiful that has happened in the lockdown is more and more people without knowing are being slowly they are so conscious about where they're spending their time and when it comes to rushing it's a very urban example that i'll give you that i also do it on daily basis because it's like you know there's up you have this you have work you got to go the office mein tensions are happening you got to plan for your evening you don't know khane mein kya banane wale ho raat mein training maloom hai ki next weekend kya karna hai kisse milna hai kisi ko call back karna tha so you understand mind where your mind is actually not quiet it's kind of just making sure that sari cheeze tick mark ho gayi hai ki nahi और अगर सारी चीजें टिकमाक हो गई हैं और 10 मिनट फ्री बच रहे हैं ना तो उसमें भी एक काम करते हैं फोन ओपन करके कुछ और पढ़ लेते हैं उसमें भी हम कुछ और इन्वॉल्व कर लेते हैं सो दैट एक और चीज सो द होल आइडिया ऑफ नॉट रशिंग थ्रू थिंग्स बाई नो मीन्स आई एम से Get yeah. up, go to work, work out, meditate, eat good food, meet friends, talk to your family, do all that. Give it the time that it needs. Give it the consciousness that consciousness that it needs. Do not let like, talk of somebody thinking about something else. Like be there, what you're doing. Like be actually there in the moment and kind of uh, enjoy the process of it. If that means that for ten minutes you are sitting on the couch because you want to enjoy it, you like it, do that. You want to sleep, do that. But you know, it's it's that mindset that I'm talking about, which has so many things going on in mind. Today Friday is. Be okay. Imagine if we were not in the lockdown. Yeah. So, वीकेंड का क्या प्लान है ये करना है वो करना है अर्बन लैडर को बुलाना है या ऐसा करना है सॉरी अर्बन क्लैप को बुलाना है ये चीज सही करवानी है गाड़ी खराब हो गई है कपड़े प्रेस में देने हैं द थॉट जब देना है तब बाय ऑल मींस गिव इट यू नो डोंट रश इट अप इन योर माइंड अगेन एंड अगेन बिफोर यू आर एक्चुअली डूइंग राइट सो लेट मी गेट दिस राइट डज इट मीन you know while not you know not constantly stimulating your mind because you have to but also you know taking a break and giving yourself that space is that what it is yes it is that and don't i mean get into doing things which are not essential you can do something 
after three days do that it's so you know a lot of it i'm nobody is to blame but we are in a setup where so many people are doing so many things especially in the lockdown when you see somebody doing so many things you immediately compare yourself that yaar main to kuch nahi kar rahi yaar maine to ye nahi kiya so it's okay i mean i feel it uh, i don't remember the last time i had opened the book that i was reading it's been a month and since that since like last few days i'm thinking yaar book hi nahi khatam kari i know i'm not going to open it today मेरे माइंड में वो चलता रहेगा कि अरे वो बुक खत्म करना है फिर उसके बाद एक और बुक किसी ने सजेस्ट की थी वो भी पढ़ना है फिर उसके बाद ये मूवी भी देखना है फिर ये वाला ऑनलाइन कोर्स भी करना है सो एट व्हाट आई एम डूइंग एट दैट वेरी मोमेंट ना आई एम नॉट देयर इन माय माइंड आई एम जस्ट प्लानिंग माय एंटायर शेड्यूल एंड आई एम नॉट सेइंग दैट्स रॉन्ग बट दैट टेक्स अवे द एसेंस ऑफ व्हाट आई एम डूइंग आई कैन नॉट बी ईटिंग माय फूड विद phone in my hand it's very simple yeah. i mean i'm not saying that i have completely kept my phone away i do check it like once or twice but it's wrong dhyan to wahi par hai na you're not actually enjoying the thing that you're doing one of the other reasons why people kind of feel hungry after you know having a good meal also because they're not consciously doing that so they don't realize that they've eaten yeah it's i think it's a mindset yeah. and uh it comes from the slow movement which was started in i think the 17th century or um, if i'm not, okay if I'm, i mean i don't know, remember exactly so the slow movement talks about the entire uh the aspect as to talks about a lot of aspects of life slow living comes becomes a part of it slow traveling becomes another part of it if this becomes easier to explain i'm uh Okay, like let's not do ten things in a day because you have to do them. Let's do seven things in a day and cautiously enjoy doing them. Like be conscious about right. feeling it. That okay, wow, I have made this meal today. So great! I yeah. was not running around the place. I was not watching my Instagram. I was just literally putting all my feelings in that in making that meal. So yeah, right. it is not slowing down the pace. It is just being conscious towards what you're doing at the moment. I mean, it's yeah. So if someone wants to practice it or who wants to read up more about it, what do they need to know about the concept of slow living um, to start with? Like, let's say someone who has uh, a particular lifestyle where even through the lockdown they're always working. and they're always you know stressed out to a point where you feel like they're going to explode so what would you recommend to someone like that to start with a step one okay step one something very practical something which mm-hmm. i also didn't know it can be followed but extremely practical take a lunch break quick 15 minutes lunch break and shut down the screen in front of you yeah if doing a working lunch Take a coffee break. Probably step up or get up from where you're sitting, and you know, just move away from your screen. Because I get it, the lockdown is becoming like uh, a nightmare when it comes to sitting in front of the laptop or the screens. So yeah, get up and walk around with your chat or coffee, and like for real, sit down for five minutes. It's not. It's. I know it gets difficult, but you because your mind wants to get done with a lot of things. 
you know the, you want yeah. to wrap up the day early at the end of the day so i'm not saying it's easy but maybe try and not think about it for 5 minutes that's all that's all i mean just right. probably take the break for what's its, its essence is right and what is something that you have learned from your you practicing soloing something that has personally uh, helped me is uh, you know with so i feel that all of us are exposed to so much information in our phones outside good information news i'm not saying it's bad but somewhere yeah. on the line gradually it has become a cause of anxiety somewhere in your head you see somebody doing yeah. better than you you're not in a secure place in your head which is completely fine it's okay it's very human it's mm-hmm. natural to be there you know you uh, it just troubles you you feel anxious you feel right. like if you're not feeling anxious you end up feeling like you are not enough in what you're doing mm-hmm. yeah if you try to give your best if the other person has not given you the uh, uh, response that you were expecting because in your mind you are expecting somebody to respond in a certain way then you start yeah. doubting yourself yeah uh, i'm saying in your mind you consciously keep thinking about everything about the person you're talking to about the person you're sitting next with about your boss about your colleague about your client about a friend who's not okay about a friend who's traveling and great we don't realize there are so many thoughts in our mind like constantly going on and it's there it's i mean let's not lie let's not uh, i mean that's the truth of the matter so the one thing that i have learned is uh, it really helps me calm down a bit yeah so i put my mind and say that no stop it it's okay because feeling anxious is extremely real okay. a lot of people feel like that and they don't know what to do i have to keep telling myself to snap out of it like you know snap out of it snap out it's okay it's something that you're worrying which is not even there right now or it yeah. you have to fight tomorrow so i think personally it has helped me eat my meals well and not rush hmm. through them and uh, not uh, i'm still learning not to worry about a lot of uh, things yeah i think i i it all comes down to how well you are eating how well you're hydrated and i, I think because these two factors they really define the mood of your day i may be having a bad day but i may be well hydrated and i, I may choose to eat something that makes me feel better so i think slowing down a bit in lot of things have started uh, making me enjoy the simpler things like right the other day i was uh, enjoying roasting uh, fox nuts you know hmm. i mean right now we are in the lockdown and i am so glad a lot of people who really just they're just waiting to come at me and say that oh slow living a happy life gave you i'm like no guys you you all are just living nicely i mean that's how you should be living it yeah because yeah. there's no where to go there are no plans to be made and come on i, I would never want to allow lockdown to make people follow this but so uh, just be a little more mindful it's okay ek din mein 10 kaam nahi hue to koi baat nahi it's okay koi bahar mein kuch pada ho bhi to 
कभी और हो जाएगा जस्ट डू इट वेन यू फील लाइक डूइंग Right. So, would you say that this is for people who have this constant sense of impending doom, or you know, saying that okay, if this hasn't happened, for example, if uh, I woke up and uh, my milk got, you know, my milk has milkman hasn't showed up, the world will end. So, do you think this will help someone like that to think something like that? It will. Uh, not stressing on something which is not worthy of being stressed on that much. it will definitely help it also so also one of the things that i have not spoken about while talking about slow living is it's uh it's really taking effort to look out where you are physically at time as well you know yeah and taking time out to probably just observe your surroundings and maybe look out and be there and you know i i i'll give you a very um, Uh, a very relatable example so hmm. suppose we are sitting somewhere and we just had the meal and yeah somebody wants to sit there for some more time but one person hmm. says that ho gaya khana chal yahan se and kyun chalte hain to ho gaya na like this is what we came here for so let's go and do something hmm. else you know rushing up to something else Versus, yeah. maybe sit there for ten more minutes and not have that thought. I'm I'm saying it's more more about action. Uh, it's more about thinking than you know acting on something. Right. So yeah, maybe like get up after ten minutes, just like ease down, finish whatever you're doing, and then do whatever you feel like. Don't just be there and think about what next. Yes. And and uh, uh, a lot of people also think of slow living. Uh, another myth is that uh, they kind of think of slow living as the simple living, which it is not. Okay. Uh, okay. So, uh, so if if you think of it, simple living is more about it. It, it has to do a lot with materialism. If I say right. that I'm following a minimalistic lifestyle, I will definitely hmm. mean that I don't. Own a lot of things, and I am a minimal person. That right. is completely different from slow living. Slow living is something which is it's related to the mind. It's related to where you want to put in your energy and time. It is. It has nothing to do with materialistic things around. While simple living, you can choose to have one TV instead of two. You can choose to have the materials you want to. you know simplify yeah. it on and uh, yeah the minimalism is through materials first yeah your the thought is through your mindset first i mean you know where you're putting your energy and time in so agar doodh wala nahi aaya hai subah to usse thodi der acha nahi lagega but usse pura din kharab nahi hona chahiye aur usse माइंड ऐसे ब्लास्ट नहीं होना चाहिए अब क्या करेंगे नहीं आया तो दूसरे होंगे जाने के यू कैन वर्क टुवर्ड्स राइट Okay. but i did so i'm going to read up on this and try to see i mean i do a lot of these things but not uh, maybe not consciously do them 
So I think I'll probably read up more on this, and that brings me to the end of this episode. So thank you so much for coming on board, thank and so I am so glad. I learned so much from you today. It was beautiful. I had a great time. I had a wonderful time blabbering yes, about Chennai. Thank you. It was thank very you. fun. Thank you. Bye. Have a good day. Bye. Bye. You too. Bye. Okay, so that was Aditi, and I hope you enjoyed this. This was a two-part series somehow because the conversation was so interesting, and we just had to continue. This was take twenty of stories with Shastri. I can't believe I've done twenty of these already. It is unbelievable, and I'm very surprised with myself. And if you have any feedback or constructive criticism or criticism in general, please send them my way. and i would love to be better at this and i i'm always looking forward to that if you enjoyed the episodes tell me what you liked tell me what you didn't like tell me what you could what can be better and i hope that i end up pleasing you some day hopefully let's see and if there's anybody you want me to bring on also let me know about that i'll try to make that happen this is take 20 and uh, have fun